Scammer scams me at a gas station, so I set him up in a sting operation. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. One night, I was on my way home from work and needed to stop at a gas station. This gas station was right off a very busy, tolled interstate highway and had an attached convenience store, as most do. It was dark out when I pulled up. I started pumping my gas and was headed to the store when another customer stopped me. His truck was at the pump across from me. He went on a sob story about how he just got a ticket and not having money to pay the tolls. Being completely out of gas and needing to get home since he accidentally took all of his infant son formula with him when he left. There was a woman with him looking through a diaper bag while he related his tale of woe. And right when he mentions the formula, she yells, Yeah, all the formula is in here. What were we thinking? We really need to get back. She said her wallet should be in the bag somewhere, but after dumping the contents inside the truck cabin, she lamented that it wasn't there. So, yeah, obviously, they were looking for me to give them money. For some stupid reason, I decide to give them the benefit of the doubt. I go into the store, take out $20 from the ATM, and give it to them. In retrospect, this was such a textbook example of a stranded driver scam, but I guess I was really naive. But then instead of just thanking me for the money, this brazen jerk responds, Thanks, but we really need another 20 to make it home. Anyway, you could get any more. He also promised he'd mail the money back to me if I gave him my name, address, and phone number. At that point, I begin to regret giving him anything as all the red flags are registering in my mind at once. Both of these people were very unhygienic, greasy hair, very poor teeth, and dirty clothes. The man's pupils were dilated a lot more than would be expected under the bright lights of the gas station, and he was especially twitchy. Likewise, the woman was pacing around, muttering to herself in feigned concern. So, yeah, they were probably both high. Also, looking at the contents of the diaper bag sprawled across their truck's interior, there was plenty of trash, but no baby formula. I thought to myself, if I'm going to ruin these people's night, I needed to be sure. So I agree to get more money, but first ask him, can I see the citation you got? My cousin is a state trooper and could probably take care of it for you. I just need some of the information on it. As I jot down his license plate number on my phone, he checks his pockets before saying, oh, hmm. I have no idea what I did with it. It's okay, I'll just pay it, no big deal. So you don't have money for gas, but paying more than $100 on a traffic ticket is no big deal. I call bull. I also now notice that the state of his license plate didn't match up with his story. Peeved at myself, I'm making my way back into the store and the wheels in my head are spinning. How can I get back at this jerk? Have them kicked out? Nah, then they'll just go to another gas station and victimize someone else. Call the police? And eh, they might not get here in time. I'm a few feet from the door when genius strikes. I turn and call over to him. If you want, you can take my easy pass for the tolls. I really don't need it anymore. It's right on the dashboard. The door should be unlocked. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks. I go into the store and pretend to use the ATM while I'm actually using an app on my phone to cancel my easy pass. I report their fraudulent activity to the attendant and hurry back outside. I told the man I couldn't take any more money out of my account. Sorry. He's disappointed, but didn't press me. I'm grinning like a smug idiot on the inside. Get into my car, notice the transponder is gone, and drive off. I pull over a few minutes down the road and call the Easy Pass office. By some stroke of luck, they're open late that day and I'm able to speak with an actual person. I explained to her that when I got into my car just now, I noticed the transponder was gone. I already cancelled it, but wanted to make sure it was all set. She confirms that it's deactivated and I can come pick up a replacement for a small fee. Eh, not today. 
She asks, and I tell her where and by whom I suspect the transponder was taken, giving her their license plate number and address of the gas station. She promises to pass the information along to state police. Perfect. A day or so later, the state police call me to say they've recovered my transponder and needed me to come in to give a statement. Of course I obliged. While there, I tried to pry more information on the fate of the con artists, but they weren't very forthcoming at all. Luckily, I told my cousin the story and she said she'd look into the case for me. According to the report, they got CCTV footage from the gas station showing me giving the man money and then him taking my transponder when I went back into the store. Afterwards, they got back onto the interstate and stopped at the nearest rest stop, where they presumably tried their scheme again before moving on to the next one to repeat the process. Eventually, they got off the toll road and onto a different highway. When they drove through the Easy Pass toll lane, they got flagged for not paying and were pulled over a few miles away. At this point, I was satisfied having caused them to get a $100 citation, but that wasn't the end of it. The cop notices something's up with the driver and calls for backup. When they arrived, the police officer gave the guy a field sobriety test, which he failed and was arrested. While this is going on, the woman flipped out and started running. She doesn't make it far before they catch up to her, whereupon she resists arrest. All in all, the guy was charged with DUI, not his first time either, possession, they had some drugs in the truck, theft by deception, for the $20 I gave them, and theft for the transponder. The truck was impounded and the guy got a large fine for operating without insurance, along with the more than $100 fine for not paying the toll. The woman was charged with possession and resisting arrest. She also had a record. All in all, pretty sweet revenge. They ended up only being tried for the drug-related charges, but I'm still very satisfied with that along with the fines. And gave my cousin the cop a good laugh too. Wow, our original poster set this up perfectly. If it were me, yeah, I probably would have just called the cops or something and they probably would have gotten there too late and as a result, nothing would have happened. But our poster had a plan and executed perfectly. Sometimes you need to get really creative to be able to deal with a jerk the way they need to be dealt with. I'm also surprised that people still even try this as a scam. Like this has been around forever. Most people know about this by now. You start spewing the story of baby formula and I'm immediately not listening to a word you say. I'm sorry. Especially if your appearance is as our original poster described. But I guess they managed to get someone here or there or they wouldn't keep doing it. They did manage to get 20 bucks from our poster after all. But I think our poster took a lot more from them in the end. The entitled tag-along on the vacation decides they don't want to pay because they're not happy with it, and as a result are left stranded. I wish this was me, but I was an observer. Years ago, a bunch of friends decided that the upcoming spring break would be ideal for a vacation. The head, we'll call him Gandalf, puts together an idea. Let's rent a beach house and drive to it. We'll all split the costs and have two weeks on the ocean. Who's up for this? A good-sized handful of friends are overjoyed. A two-week vacation in a beach house with friends? We'll have a riot. It'll be a blast. We'll save tons of money. Let's do this. So Gandalf lays down the rules. All costs for travel and housing are to be split evenly. He found a couple of prospects and gives the info to friends to check out and eventually they decide on a condo on the beach through Airbnb. People put in their deposits and the house is rented. Gandalf then rents a van to drive everyone. And off they go. Except for friend of a friend, Freddy. Freddy shows up with her suitcases. Oh, hey, it sounds wonderful. Can I come? I'm good for it. I'm friend of a friend, Freddy. And I totally have enough money and time off for this vacation. Mind if I come along? Gandalf agrees and they all take off. The first day of driving goes well. Everyone pitches in for gas and tolls. The second day, friend of a friend Freddy grumbles a bit but pays up. 
They arrive at the beach house and it's better than anyone imagined. People are having the times of their lives. Everyone's having a great time. There's food, booze, sex, parties, parties, more food, and everyone is just having a wonderful time. About eight days in, as they're beginning to wind down, Gandalf realizes Freddy hasn't paid for any food or any booze. And once he checks his notebook, not one dime for the beachfront condo they've been staying in. He quietly takes Freddy aside and points this out. Oh, well, to be honest, I don't really have the cash right now, but I will soon. As soon as I get home and go back to work, I'll pay you then. Uh, what? No, that's not the agreement, Freddy. It's pay as you go. What were you thinking? Well, to be honest, Gandalf, your driving really sucked. I was carsick most of the trip, and I hate vans. Why couldn't you have rented a top-of-the-line SUV instead? And, well, since I was forced to be in this awful, awful, undignified van, and by the way, where did you find this condo? Oh my god, this condo. I wouldn't house pigs in this condo. You know what? I'm not paying you. You've ruined my vacation with your incompetence. Gandalf is stunned and quite understandably disgusted. Freddy wanders off to the beach and Gandalf quietly approaches the group. Four days later, Freddy leaves the beachfront condo to go meet some friends in town. The group cleans out, cleans up, jumps in the van and hits the highway, a day early and ahead of schedule. Friend of a friend Freddy ended up losing her job because she wasn't able to get back in time, since she was trapped several states away with no money and no way to get home. Oh, and all the people she called for help? Turns out she'd pulled similar stunts before, so no one was willing to loan her any cash. But I don't know. Maybe it was a little overboard. Do you think it was a jerk move? Eesh. If I'm being perfectly honest, this one I'm not too sure about. I agree that friend of a friend Freddy pulled a very jerk move, but to leave them stranded states away with no money doesn't really sound like an eye for an eye. Yes, she acted entitled and very insulting, but this is next level. I might be wrong here, but I think I'm going to have to say that, yeah, this was a bit of a jerk move. You could have at least just taken her home. Either way, you're already eating the cost for this vacation anyway. This situation could have ended up very dangerous for this person. That's the only reason I can't really get behind it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My entitled sister wants to steal our deceased grandma's apartment out from under me so she can cheat on her husband easier. Hold on to your hats and get ready for a train wreck, fellas. My sister, mid-30s, is probably the worst case of entitled I've ever seen. She's always the victim, can do no wrong, and the world owes her for her imaginary suffering. This time, however, she's reached a new level. 
She's recently confessed to our mom and I that she started dating someone behind her husband's back. And to be honest, her husband is a ginormous dirtbag, but just leave the guy, okay? I don't think anyone deserves to be cheated on. And even though he totally sucks, an affair doesn't constitute as some kind of just punishment. It's messy, gross, and not worth it. Save everyone the extra heartache. Now, our grandma passed away at the end of August. It hasn't even been a month since she passed. And since she was terminally ill, we did have time to discuss some things and make arrangements for others. She lived in an apartment that's attached to our mom's house. And we had talked about me moving into it after grandma passed. And everyone thought it was a good idea because my grandma had things like no-slip railings, kitchen tools and gadgets for arthritic hands, etc. And I'm also disabled and could benefit from the same equipment. Come to find out my jerk-faced sister thinks it'd be a cool idea to have her marital affair move into our mom's property instead. So she can use our mom as some kind of cover for her affair. And I'm absolutely repulsed and livid. We were all just starting to let my sister come around again. Because after grandma passed, it seemed like it had really affected her and she was turning over a new leaf. But it's all because she wants her boyfriend to move in. I don't think anyone is going to fly with the idea. I just can't believe that she even thought it would be a viable option and something that she could even suggest to us. Why does she just assume that we'll help her cheat on her husband? I want no part of it. I don't want to be an accomplice. Also, her justification for suggesting he move in is because original poster doesn't seem to be in much of a rush to get up there. Like, yeah, I found our grandma deceased less than a month ago. Sorry I haven't been in a hurry to erase grandma from her home. Sorry I haven't been sorting through all of her belongings and getting them ready to be rehomed or donated. I wish I could keep every trace of her. And the fact that I have to get rid of anything at all hurts. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I haven't done it yet. But maybe try to have a little empathy. I've decided that I'm kicking my sister out of my life again. Each time I think she's capable of changing, she shows that she's still the same horrible, selfish person. And I'm done falling for the charade. Have fun with the inevitable divorce proceedings, and good luck explaining all this bull to your kids too, you jerk. Yeah, I can't really say I blame our poster for not wanting to get involved in this. I mean, this isn't something you would want to get in the middle of even if you liked the person, let alone someone who acts as entitled as our original poster's sister. You're making the right call. Just avoid this situation. And cutting her out will avoid any further situations like this, since she seems to be unable to avoid them. Entitled Karen threatens to call the manager if I don't let her into the store after hours. I don't even work here. My ex-wife used to work at Walmart. The store was open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. most days, except for the holidays and New Year's where they closed early at 6 p.m. New Year's Eve one year, she was working till close, 7 p.m. Most retail places keep you an extra hour or past closing to help clean up and any straggling customers, etc. I was off that day and we had plans to go to a party, so we decided I would meet her after work and we would leave from there. I got to the store at 6 o'clock on the nose. They were already turning away customers and locking the door. Anyone inside already got to finish checking out, then had to leave. I knew the manager, so I asked if I could just wait inside the doors until my wife was done work. It was fairly cold and snowing out, so he said no problem. At this location, they had an in and out door which worked regardless of which side you were standing on, so they had to lock both of those doors and were letting people out through the emergency exit located in between them which can only be opened from the inside. I was standing off to the side by the exit doors. As people tried to leave, they would head to the exit doors, see them locked, stand there for a second, not exactly sure what to do 
then head to the emergency exit door. Once they had locked the doors, there was no staff out front directing anyone where to exit. They were standing by the second entrance door, stopping anyone who snuck in through the emergency exit door. I decided to be nice since I knew most of the staff and was already standing there anyways. And when people came out, I let them know the big door was locked and they had to use the middle door. Apparently, everyone had decided to come in just before closing and it took at least 45 minutes to clear out the store. At about 6.40 or so, Karen comes and bangs on the door right behind me. At first, I just ignored her, but it sounded like she was going to smash the glass doors, so I turned to her. Please, I need to get in. It's an emergency. I'm sorry, they're closed. Please, my kid, he needs his medication. I need to get in. Where's your manager? Sorry, I don't work here. I'm just waiting for my wife. Don't you lie to me. I need to speak to your manager right now. I don't work here. One of the last customers comes out of the store and headed right for the locked door. I said the same thing I was saying all night. Hey, sorry, the big doors are locked. You have to use the small one there. Oh, okay. Thank you. No sooner do they open the door than Karen pushes past them, not even letting them out first and walks right up to the second indoors, which are also locked. She turns to me and yells, Unlock these doors now. Like I said, I don't work here and they closed 45 minutes ago. Another customer and the last customer of the night, besides Karen, comes out the outdoors and leaves. Again, as soon as Karen sees this, she bolts for the outdoors. Manager is standing right there and stops her. Hey, sorry, we're closed. Please, I just need to pick up a few more things and I'll be right out. Sorry, all the registers are closed. That was the last customer of the night. We open again on Monday at 7 a.m. She points to me. Your employee opened the door for me and told me I could get all my shopping done tonight. Manager looks at me and I just shake my head. Ma'am, he doesn't work here. And honestly, I don't think he's moved from that spot for the last hour or so. Yes, he does. I've seen him direct a bunch of customers to the proper exit door. Original poster, is that true? Um, yes. No one was out here and the customers were getting confused. Well, thank you very much. Manager extends his hand to me. I walk over and shake it. Must have been a bit of an oversight on our end, but I appreciate you helping us out. No problem. And with that perfect timing, all the lights in the store shut off. All that was left on was a few at the front. I assume for the security cameras and staff. Honestly, I didn't know they could shut the lights off. They always seem to be on 24-7. Please, I'll level with you. I'm throwing a party tonight. It, it was a last minute thing and I forgot to get supplies. I really need to just get in there for a few minutes, that's all. The lights just shut off, so it's against safety regulations for you to even be in here. I can't let you in. Please, what am I gonna do? I almost felt bad for her. Almost. Luckily for her, I lived down the street, so I knew the area fairly well. There's a variety store just across the street. They're open 24-7 every day, even Christmas, so they should be open. What I didn't tell her was my ex and I referred to this place as emergency variety, because everything there was three times the normal price. So I hope she enjoyed the $10 bags of chips and $3 cans of pop. Oh, thank you. She went to leave out of the locked exit door, and of course it didn't open. Sorry, that door is locked. You have to use the middle one there. Why are jerks also stupid? It's a horrible combination. I think anyone who has ever worked in retail has had to deal with this particular breed of Karen. A lot of the times it's like 5 or 10 minutes after the store closes and it's a little understandable that, you know, maybe they're a little panicked, they need to get something, but I'm sorry, we're closed. This woman showed up 40 minutes after they closed and expected them to just open the doors for her. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. Also, the fact that she's lying about needing her kid's medication when she just needed party supplies. If I was an employee and I did let her in and I saw her walking around grabbing bags of chips instead of children's medication, they would immediately get ripped out of her hand and she would be escorted out. Like at that point in time, the employee is going to be following you around and making sure that you get what you need and get out. So you're not 
not going to have the opportunity to shop around for all your chips and stuff anyway. Stop wasting people's time. You screwed up. You have to deal with it. It's not everyone else's problem. And stop trying to get other people in trouble along the way. I commute with my bike and I take the bus. I've been doing this for five years. At the end of my day, I ride to the bus stop and I stand by a tree and get my stuff ready for a few minutes before getting on the bus. On this day, I was standing there and a lady with earbuds in came up to me screaming and waving her hands at me to take care of my dog. I was puzzled. There was a black dog walking behind her and it passed her and came over to me and sniffed my hand and was basically sweet to me. I kept telling her, this isn't my dog, over and over again, and she couldn't hear it because she wouldn't take her earbuds out. She left and the dog walked around the corner to a bench. A different lady who was sitting on the bench was flipping out and screaming for me to get my dog away from her. Once again, I kept saying, this isn't my dog, over and over. As I did this though, I watched her body language and realized that she must be terrified. I asked her, are you afraid of dogs? And she cried, yes. I calmly told her that I would keep the dog away from her, but it wasn't my dog. This dog was so nice and super friendly. No tags, but a harness. We were near a busy road and I didn't want the dog to get hit by a car. I looked around the neighborhood and saw a young girl in her car in the driveway. I asked her if she could take the dog and call animal control or something, just to keep the dog safe until its owner could be found. She was so kind and the dog just loved her and she took him for me. I love animals and I kept thinking about this dog for the next two days, hoping that it was safe and warm, being fed and given love. Well, about three days later, I was at the same bus stop and I saw a nice man walking what looked like the same dog. I asked him about it and he said, yes, he lost his dog a few days ago and I told him I was the one who found it. I was so happy to know the dog made it home. I like this story. We have a lost, friendly dog who got to make it home safe and there was minimal jerk interaction involved, minus the lady with her earbuds. Thankfully, this dog was very friendly and didn't wander into the street or anything once it got lost. This could have been a lot worse if the dog had been a different temperament or had wandered into the road, but I'm glad we get to end on a good note. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.